0: we are one human family. On
1: behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To
0: our family in China. Ni hao. In India. Namaste. In Japan. Konnichiwa. In Korea. Anion Rafael, In Russia. Zdrahtuetsche. In Germany. Guten tag. In Poland. dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saubona, In Senegal, Nangadeh. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all.
1: Grand Rising! And thank you all for joining us on this Thursday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Keith and we'll be joined by our co-host, or we'll be joined by our host, Dr. Debbie Green. As she assists us in addressing another major issue that plagues our society. And you may want to get a pen and tune on in and even call a friend because, as always, we are looking for ways to solve problems. It's not easy living this life and often we have to face some of our most difficult challenges and we definitely have to face some of our greatest fears it's not the easiest thing in the world to be honest with ourselves As we go through the challenges of life, and we have to look at ourselves, today we're going to take another look at narcissism, when self-love is way out of balance. And we're going to talk about how narcissistic behavior plays a huge part in the dysfunction and mental disorders in children. There are characteristics and behavior and actions of narcissism that may lead to mental and emotional disorders in children through parent and adult superiors, such as teachers or other family members. So we're going to come back with Dr. Debbie Green. And
2: Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Soulful Solutions. My name is Dr. Debbie Green. Uh, we have a wonderful lineup today. I'm just going to introduce my favorite co-host. Here she is Oops. Oh wait. <laughs> it Did seems like off. she's leaning Oh <laughs> <laughs> have to get, get get my get my second
1: set of eyes or might maybe my third set of eyes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have some too, I just don't have them on right now. Matter of fact I don't even
2: know where they are. They're somewhere out. Oh, welcome, welcome. Hello, good morning, Naima. How are you?
1: I am fantastic, and how are you today?
2: I am wonderful. I am wonderful. It seems like we got a little disconnection. I think I saw your mouth move, and then I heard your voice, so I wasn't Uh-oh. sure. Okay, let's see if it's if it's any
1: better now. What does it look like now? I don't know.
2: Okay, there you go. Uh,
1: has, has, my, has my sound caught up with my mouth? <laughs> or my mouth yeah. <laughs> One yeah, of them is a little yeah, slow
2: today. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I like those glasses though. Those are really nice. Oh, like thank those. you. Yes. You.
3: Yeah,
2: they look really, really good on you. Absolutely. All right, so let's get started. You know, um, I thought about uh, one of our listeners on blog talk, and I said, "He's like, well, we need to do more of that." So. That's what I did. I did more of that on narcissism. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to childering. And so, um, I just wanted again, you know, our listeners are very, very important to us, so we want to be able to give them, you know, what what they ask, you know. So I think that that was uh, a wonderful opportunity just to deep to dive a little deeper in narcissism because there's so much to it. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much to it is that um from so many different angles and how we are raised and stuff like that. So, again, welcome to Soulful Solutions, and my name is Dr. Debbie Green, and we're going to have this part two to narcissism, part two, uh, dealing with child rearing, the impact it has on a child, and most of all, what comes out of that, what type of child comes out of, you know, influence of narcissism. No so what kind of traits do they have as far as personality traits, and how do they influence even their peers? Mm. well, how do they treat their families? How do they treat you know uh sometimes you know I just want to say this real quickly: a person's personality is not totally developed until they're eighteen years old, but they can have narcissistic traits as early as five mm.
1: You know, Now, I've I've read that the personality is, in terms of the foundation of what you become, is formed by age four in terms of all of the sensory input you've had from in utero uh, through the stages of learning language and, you know, before you actually, of course, they're putting children in in preschool earlier and earlier, but by age four you've had enough experiences with other people to give you a a self-definition. You you understand your place in the world, so to speak, because of how you're treated in your family, how you're treated in in other social settings. By then you've had interaction with peers. So by age four you understand who you are in the eyes of everyone else, and that tends to shape your personality. What are are your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, You're absolutely right because our developing years is actually from birth all the way to age 10, so uh, Mm our personality traits are handed down genetically and environmentally, so you're absolutely correct with that, you know, Um, and molding years, I think the more, the more, uh, when they come, come forward molding years is definitely between 4 and 8.
3: Mm. Those
2: are the really molding years. I mean, kids get to the highest level of absorption during that time. And these, are, if you notice, it's like 3 years from 10 to 13. That's 3 years right before puberty. So puberty, when those hormones are starting to be prepared to be released, it usually starts around hmm, the latter is the ages of 11 going into 12. Mm. that's when the body is then starting to conform. But however, because of the Martin Day exposure that we have now, Naima in food and different things of that yeah. nature. Uh, and in chemicals, um, you know, through food, uh and things of that nature, it changes the biological as well as the physiological makeup of a child. And it even influences mm. their mental as well. Now, um I want to also do a, a show on red dyes, red, oh. blue, and red, blue, and yellow dyes mm-hmm. and on the brain. Oh. Because I don't think, you know, like those Cheetos, those red hot Cheetos, mm. those uh red hot Cheetos, those, uh like, drinks that have a lot of red dye. In yes. And people really don't, you know, like the Hawaiian punches, um, uh, If you, I mean, if you really look at it, uh, on the back of a label, you'll see red dye, you'll see blue dye, and all those dyes are, are chemicals that actually come into the body and cause a change in the biological chemistry as wow. well as the brain. Wow. So we're going to do that. Uh, we're probably going to do that the first of the month because I got some guests that's coming also in May, but I want to do that because this is a study that we were talking about at the hospital, how children eat. And and we were looking at like when they put sugars in the body, mm. um, you know, uh, with sugar like fructose and dextrose mm. and uh, all of those type of uh, sugars that go in through different foods affect the way they react and their behavior. Wow. So that's another show. Wow. But you will be shocked at the findings. I was like, oh my God, I remember my kids were growing up drinking a wine punch. You know, mm-hmm. and eating a uh, red Cheetos. And, uh, yeah. and I
1: always wondered why their tongues were so red and their hands were so red. And I said, what were y'all eating? Oh, red on Cheetos? That's oh, my God, that's going in your body. Mm-hmm, red dye. And you
2: know we grew up on Kool-Aid, which was basically Kool-Aid. red dye with sugar. Absolutely. And people used Kool-Aid to dye the hair. A- what? Oh, I didn't know that one. Ah! Red
1: oh man! The
2: poor man's hair that, die. <laughs> that's definitely a show I have to do on red dye and the mental mm-hmm. uh, impact wow. how red dye does us. So we definitely want to do that. I, that's going to be an interesting show, guys. Yeah. You don't miss it. It's going to be in, the, in a week or so, so we we definitely going to have that. So again, you know, the impact on children in their early years, when it comes to any uh, personality trait dysfunction or disorders in a parental uh, environment as well as, now remember, this is not just at home. This can go to school too. You have to school. Yeah, they're all yes. over the place. Yeah. So it's not just, we don't want to just bring the parents, the grandmothers, the uncles, the aunts, the sisters, the brothers. No, we just want to let you know it is also out of the family functions. You know. And the thing about this is you wouldn't know who's who a narcissist if you don't know what their traits are. So your your child could be affected by a narcissistic child in school that's bullying your child. You see what I'm saying? Because that child has a narcissistic parent. You see what I'm Mm. saying? So I just wanna kinda go and deep you know, let's let's dive a little deeper in that so that, you know, if anyone's listening, they say, wow, you know, I didn't, I didn't know Bobby was going through all of that. He seemed to have been really been stressed out lately. And, you know, kids don't always tell their parents, nor do they tell any adult figures
1: when they feel threatened. They don't. They don't. Because they, they may feel that they're going to be ridiculed for letting someone bully them. Uh, they're ashamed. So a lot of times they don't let it be known that they're going through something very hurtful at school. And if you have teachers that see it and ignore it, that sends another signal like, you know, I don't matter or I'll be told I'm weak or a crybaby and all those things that children get teased for, for, for being sensitive and expressing hurt when their feelings are hurt. So, uh, right. they don't talk about it.
2: No, no, they don't. So what I want to do is I want to be able to dive in, in some of the signs and symptoms and also, uh, the influence, uh, behaviors of a narcissist in the family, but also how it impacts the child, but most of all, how the child then, you know, puts this behavior in action outwardly, okay? Now, mind you, some of them hold it inwardly, okay, and they hold on, and they suppress feelings because they don't understand what they're feeling. All they know is that they're uncomfortable. Now, what looks Mr. Cooper, Jace was on last week, and he was on, week before last, uh, when he was on, it was, he was like, his his daughter would say, Dad, you know, you don't always have to keep buying me things. You don't always have to call me this because I'm this. It's like she she knew that, okay, you, you're you saying this to me, but then I don't feel this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't feel what you're saying. I don't feel how you're shaping me. I don't feel what you're thinking of me because I have to make I want to know who I am. I want to know what controls me. I want a life as well, not the life that you just want for me. Now, the thing about this is narcissists are you know people that and I'm not saying Kofi James is a narcissist. please let me get that out of the way. I'm just saying because he still when he when he asked me a question on uh, naima, he wanted to know more about it because you know he said there was something he noticed. Mm -hmm. You know, also in himself, but also how he was rearing his children. You see what I'm saying? So um, those traits had to, for this point to actually, as we talked about, for it to get his attention, he had to realize, that sounds like something I do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Something I did. Mm -hmm. For him to say, hey. You know, this is real time. You know, let me know a little more about that so I'll know what to do. So that's what I'm doing. I'm letting them know a little more about it, right? right? So, again, the impact on our children's behavior is where, again, sometimes they internalize it and sometimes it comes out. Yes. When it comes out, it comes out in a bullying fashion. Oh. So are narcissists bullied? Yes.
1: Mm. You know, bullying has become uh, well. It's it's been brought to our attention because bullying tends to be the the catalyst for a reaction to the bully, which we've seen in a lot of these mass shootings. Uh, we know Columbine, as hor- horrific as that experience was. We understand that the young men involved had been bullied, had been teased, had been humiliated. And apparently the adults in that school had accepted that kind of meanness of young people toward each other as just part of growing up. But now you have people who respond with deadly force because they have access to weapons. And so that's taken school bullying to a whole different level when those who are bullied react or those who are bulliers react with deadly violence. So it's not something we can just shrug off with, well, you know, children will be children. And we, you know, watch the, maybe the chubby child get teased because they can't run and play at gym or you know we we watch the child of a of a different race than everybody else get teased and called names or we watch the child who maybe doesn't have good clothing because their parents don't have money get teased by the way they dress and we say nothing as adults because we experience it in our childhood so we just figure well that's just how it is well we can't ignore it anymore because right. it could it could result in <laughs> fatalities So we have to look at how are we allowing our children to treat each other and what behaviors are they mirroring in us that get played out in a school environment where there are incidences of bullying and meanness. And how does a person learn to be so mean-spirited to another person? What is inside of them, what has been put inside of them that would make them get pleasure out of hurting someone. That's a question I think we should be asking ourselves as a society. Where does this meanness come from? And if it's coming from parents, what's inside of them that makes them enjoy hurting their children who are small and defenseless and can't fight back psychologically or emotionally or definitely not physically? So what is it inside of people that turns them into narcissists where they are so self-absorbed, that they're enjoying putting other people down and making other people feel bad.
2: Well, this is when control went haywire, okay? Because, see, the thing about this is um, people, okay, let's just take, again, we have to look at the ages between 5 and 18, okay? Um, And if you notice, a lot of the serial killings or mass shootings are, are between ages, you know, 15 all the way to 25, you know. I mean, if you look at it statistically, you'll see that, right? All right. So the frontal lobe, uh, Naima, is not developed until you're 24, 25 years old. So we got the logic, rational, reasoning, mental flexibility, and the executive function, which is temple to temple, and directly in front of our head. So being that that is not totally developed, what happens is we're all central nervous impulses. So all of these emotions that people receive are not dealt with. So let's say, for example, uh, a child raised up, reared uh, in a home where people are yelling and screaming, uh, where there's no emotional availability um, at all. Um, just pure, you know, lay down, get up, get, do this, do that, but no, no comforting. Not you can't, you can't. No comforting. No direction of love. No. Um, no, what they call Just being a present Emotionally Like, hi Bobby uh, How are you feeling today? Are you feeling okay? Come and let me give you a hug I love you, I love you despite what you do I love you despite your A's and B's I love you. no, you're not a Perfect child and I know you're not Perfect and I accept you in your profession No <laughs> People just don't say that I just spoke to a young lady last night That wants to 12 year old um, therapy and she said, Oh, she's the perfect child and I had to interrupt but I said, ma'am, there's not a perfect child. Perfect. So well I'm not I'm not saying she's perfect, it's just that she's this, she's that. I said that's the problem. I say before I even take put her in therapy, I just wanna well, let you know that there's not a perfect child. So okay. was was the mother
1: looking at the judgment of her child as a reflection of herself and so that's why she felt the need to not acknowledge that there are things that may need to be uh refined in her
2: child i think she was i think she was minimizing the issues that's mm-hmm. what i think she was because the child has been in therapy since age four hello
1: that I means she ain't perfect she's going no, through something that, that,
2: there's a, therapy and big, at
1: 4. Big oh yeah.
2: Um, yeah she's right at 4 years old.
1: And yeah. so she's still needing therapy. Yeah, that's that's yeah. You know what I'm
2: saying? So but it's a mom is minimizing. Mom is minimizing the issue. Mm. I mean, sure dad is there to see mom and dad has issues. Mm-hmm. Okay? So That's why 4-year-old and, and she do that, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz yeah, the 4-year-old has a bigger brother, two two older brothers. So she's like, "Oh yeah, my um my uh, my child was influenced by her father and and her brothers. Okay, well, ma'am, you're still at home too. That's what I'm saying. I didn't say it to her. I said no. It's a three. It's a, no. You're not telling me the no Everybody term. in
1: that household is affected that child.
2: Absolutely. So <sighs> this is when parents don't always want to to tell their stuff. You see yeah. what I'm saying? All right. So we go back to that thing called bullying. Like you said, so bullying is only where a person, a child, adult, it doesn't matter, feels really inferior to another human being. Mm-hmm. So what they use, they use control mechanisms, they use emotional manipulation and deception, as well as what they call intimidation. Mm-hmm. They, they use this because they, they can't do this where they are. They can't do this at home. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because all those things are being done to them. Um. So then, you know, they just... That that's the child that acts out what it what it experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Now the child that that holds this in, that holds it in, and does not be the bully, is very overly protective of self.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Builds up huge defenses. When I say it builds up huge defenses, ego, ego, uh, defenses like you're not going to hurt me. I am going to hurt you first, but I'm not gonna hurt you by screaming and yelling at you I'm gonna hurt you by holding things against you. Mm.
3: You see know what i'm saying
2: i'm gonna i'm gonna hurt you by you know uh where you may think I'm doing this, but then I'm gonna do that, and I'm not gonna tell you I'm not gonna do it. Mm. You're just gonna find out it's like it's behind the heat I call it behind the scenes. <laughs> they're reserved. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're reserved. So they want to control the situation because first of all, most of the time they don't want to be hurt.
3: Yeah.
2: Narcissists always don't want to be hurt. They want to be the one that hurts first. Yeah. Which means I want to hurt you before, before you, hurt, you hurt, hurt me. Now yeah. this is what in a child. Now, as they get older, they realize their lotus control. Oh, I can control Myself, but I can also control you by manipulating, by intimidating you. And if I get a little lead way, a little open door, oh, that's enough for me to get in there and try to do a mind control. You see what I'm saying? And, again, children do this also to their parents. You can have one parent that's a narcissist and one parent that's not. And the one that's the narcissist can influence that child to also react to the other one that isn't the narcissist. Mm. But with the same behaviors. I've seen it.
4: Wow. So now, whoever isn't the narcissist got
2: more than one narcissist in the home. And they are catching H-E-L-L, okay? Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So they they feel like, you, oh, my God, you are attacking me. You are putting me in this bad position. You're hurting me. Okay, they may or may not say that, or they may just be afraid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
3: Well, that's just the way they are.
2: That's just the way they are. So, you know, like everybody else can see this, this is a big, big problem, right? Mm. So, okay, no doubt, now that we know the impact, okay, let me go over it again impact upon peers. Children can bully their peers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With the narcissistic behavior. Children can also bully teachers with narcissistic wow. behavior. Oh yeah, it goes. Yeah, uh, adult superior, oh a narcissist kid can actually get in there and cause major problems in the camp yeah. in a classroom because she or he is going to challenge
3: the teacher. Mm.
2: Now, narcissists are very prideful people, and they got a lot of bravery and courage. <laughs> Average wow. person's like, "Oh my God, I would not say that," but they will. Mm. You know, it, it, it's called courage on steroids. Wow. I mean, it's not funny, y'all. Honestly, it's not. It, it's terrible when you have a ten-year-old and they're talking back to a that's Being intellectually, yeah, though, I,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking of all the different.
2: Experiences yeah, that I've had. Like
1: I'm remembering all the different students. First of all, as a, as a child in a classroom with disruptive or or disrespectful classmates, you know, and you're wondering how are how is this person getting away with doing this and maybe even seeing some teachers that seem to be intimidated by the child. You know, I'm looking at that. And then I'm looking at different students I've observed, even in schools while either teaching or being a parent volunteer, and seeing the dynamics in a classroom where a child seems to not have the normal child's respect for adult figures and says and does things that are just outrageous and you wonder how are you how are you doing this what's happening in your home that you feel okay with cursing a teacher or threatening a teacher and you know I, everything is re, is a reflection of whatever is happening in the home. But I, I think when there's a, a a family dynamic where maybe one maybe a child has watched one parent bully another, that they've learned that behavior, and that's what right. they're that's what they're that's what they're projecting. That's what they're imitating. That's what they're displaying. Absolutely. And you know, defiance. Because that's what you're talking
2: about. You're talking about opposition defiance when, uh, and that is also a disorder, too, if it's done on a regular with a kid, right, with with children. Um, and that comes from, again, being in a home with, you know, this, with dysfunctions. And children have odd ways of expressing their feelings. Uh, some narcissist children uh, will use, uh, you know, profane language, mm. but then some of them are very just intellectually uh, defiant. And I don't know if you've ever heard of an intellectually defiant kid. They don't use profanity, but they're extremely rude. Yes, yes. They're, you know, they're ex teachers things like, you know, you know, why are we doing this? This is stupid.
1: <laughs>
2: you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm not learning anything in this class. Mm. I mean, they'll openly say that and challenge the teacher. Yeah. Things like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I, now, of I'm course, that still is a form of bullying, but it's intellectually bullying. When we intellectually bully, we, again, we don't, like little kids, you know, they'll push each other around, or rather it could be physically, or they'll tell, no, you're dumb, you're ugly, you're this, or whatever, but intellectually, intellectually, they come from a, 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 a platform of saying, you know, just opening and questions. Why are we doing this? This doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Which is challenging the authority of that person, and then
1: trying to I guess create a a uh
2: a atmosphere group,
1: an atmosphere absolutely where others other students will then also
2: be That non-compliant. Is the problem. that's what that's what we call a dysfunctional wave, okay, because it happens one child can come in and destroy a classroom, just tear it to pieces
3: mm-hmm. and
2: they have to remove that child. Yeah, But then they've got to have a reason to remove the child because if the child asks, well, why are we doing this, this doesn't make any sense. Okay, that's not to some adults that's rude, okay, but then to other adults, they want to say, well, won't you explain to the child why you're doing it, <laughs> you know.
1: so it, depends. it might be a legitimate question. I mean, I've, 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 I've felt it, that way many times. It's like, okay, what relevance does this have to my life? But usually you're you're conditioned not to question. I guess that's a that's a thing. Uh because there are times when we need to question what is traditionally accepted because perhaps it is inappropriate given the reality of our life and times maybe old ways of doing things need to be challenged. But as you've said, there's a way that a child can question that could be respectful and not rude and disruptive and intended to create anarchy in a classroom. So that's something to look at. But, you know, well, I know we've got to take a break, yeah. but uh, perhaps when we come back we can take a look at what behaviors are actually destructive and where they originated from. Yesterday we talked about the whole, you know, youth riot that broke out in Chicago last week and you know what triggered that and how how come so many were willing to involve themselves in what was massively destructive to the city it's international image and everything else you know what's in what's inside of young people are they are they being bullied at home you know what is happening in their houses to pr- produce that so so we'll, we'll take a look at that and of course if you're listening online we want you to join this conversation. Give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 if you'd like to speak. And if you're on our switchboard now and would like to give your two cents or, you know, five dollars, <laughs> press 1. And uh, if you'd like to connect with us visually, you can go to Soulful Solutions on Facebook and YouTube. And like and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can always... Get notices when Dr. Debbie is live, and we'll be right back after this quick break, so stay with us. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. Fifty years from now, the Earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance and protection and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.nailatif.com. Mahlatif.com.
0: Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony and the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin-Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago Branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com.
5: Everything you need, what your body needs, is found in nature, so Susan Essentials doesn't do it any other way. Susan Essentials provides your employees and individuals access to over 20,000 nutritional products and they are shipped direct to your door. Because Susan Essentials is certified in plant-based healing, we're permitted to offer you the best nutritional supplements on the planet. They're non-GMO and sustainably produced
3: and we take the guesswork
5: out for you. <laughs> Let SUSAN Essentials help you take control of your health today.
2: All right, one more? Tune in to Sofa Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on Greece, and turn you into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life, and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. All right. All right, welcome back. Welcome back to Social Solutions. My name is Dr. Debbie Green, and my wonderful co-host, Naima Latif, our executive producer of the Female Solution. Now, we were talking about uh, the topic of the defiancy actually uh, in the school system with a narcissist's child that's been impacted by, you know, some either parental figure or some adult superior, what have you. Um, now, again, children do not have a lot of emotional control because their logical centers within their senses and their frontal lobe is not developed, so they're all impulse. Mm-hmm. So they make what they call quick, spontaneous decisions. Matter of fact, they really don't make decisions at all, they just react, they don't respond. And that's what, and they respond to fear most of the time. Uh, what I want to also do is kind of discuss what uh, the environment of uh, a narcissistic child and how a child grows up and what parents are, or whoever is rearing the child uh, usually has these traits, right? So these traits then cause different types of actions and behavior, feelings, and thoughts in this child. Now, remember, a child is uh, born, okay? So if it's born into a household of, of this type of personality disorder, then it is going to be recreated, mm. okay, which means that it's going to be shadowed. Uh, the the parents um, want and desire their child to shadow them because if they don't even know that they have a disorder, they think this is just the way they are, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Even though, like I said, when they were young, it was the same process. So this is kind of a generational cycling of things that continue to happen. So narcissist parents, you know, they demand the attention in the family. I am right and you are wrong. Just let get that out of the way. No, you're not. I don't need your opinions. I don't need your statements. You, you know, and they compete with the other. If, if there's two parents in the home, one is narcissistic and, and one isn't. They compete with each other, wow. which means the one that is narcissistic would literally uh, bully the one that is not. But yeah. they bully on an adult level. Wow. Like, you know, why don't you listen, you know. You, you' you're always following up you're always making a problem you know what I'm saying that type of, of bullying or, you know it can also mm-hmm. go further than in that into domestic uh you know violence such as verbal and emotional and physical uh, so uh, some or abuse of some nature they also frequently uh complete compete with their children forcing their wow. children to see it their way you know what I'm saying like that our children are not allowed to look through their own eyes. Let's just get that mm. out of the way. You can't have, have an l- opinion. You
1: think no, how I tell you. To your think.
2: opinion ain't good enough. <laughs> it's not right. No. Wow. No, your opinion. I know what's best for you. You hear that? You don't know. Oh yeah, you I, I hear that a lot. Enough. I know what's I best know for what's you. I know what's best for you. You need yes. to do A B C D. And yes. if you're not doing A B C D, you you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yes this, you're that, you know what I'm saying, go to the room, you're not, I mean, whatever they they decide to do. Because they give these demands and they pressure their children, right? They pressure their children at all costs. They have to be superior. They're not allowed to, uh, they will use their fear tactics. You know, oh, I'm going to take this if you don't do that. You know what I'm saying? They use fear tactics. to, to do this and and because it's like an um, ongoing thing now the child thinks oh this is the way I'm supposed to be treated this is the way I'm also supposed to treat other, to people. other people so here's that bullying you see the bullying yeah. it comes out of the home and it goes into the school system yeah that's where it goes into the school system that's the first but then not only does it go through the school system, it happens in the home. We'll find a little brother will bully your sister or a sister will bully the little, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it'll happen in home first, and then it goes to the school system. You see what I'm saying? so most kids duplicate what they see. That's all they that's know because they absorb it. No. So what happens to a peer... That never had a narcissistic parent, but then here comes a child that does. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And inferior and intimidates this this child here. Oh, you're gonna be my friend, but you're gonna bring me money.
3: Mm. You're
2: gonna bring me money. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna tell you. You're gonna bring me money. Otherwise, and again, the intellectual part does not. They don't. The bully. Uh, a narcissist bully will ask for things and demand things, and then they'll lie. They will tell they will tell lies, like they say if you don't do this, and I'm gonna go and tell another friend of yours that you did this and you did that.
1: So, does a parent or parents set their child up to be bullied by? lowering their self-esteem by treating them badly in the household. So you're basically creating someone who attracts a narcissist, attracts bullying behavior because of their low self-esteem that was created in a household where, say, maybe they're the youngest child or maybe the only boy child, the only girl child, whatever it is, in, in the environment in their household, They were made to feel inadequate and made to feel that they have to earn love or they're always afraid they're going to be ridiculed or put down because that's how the family treats them. So when they leave the household, they end up attracting that same energy to them, someone who treats them badly, and they accept it because they don't feel good about themselves because of the way they were treated at home. Is that a pattern that that is created?
2: Correct, it is because energy attracts energy, you're absolutely correct you're absolutely correct. Energy attracts energy whatever that that whatever that child has in, in that child is going it's going to attract and also the fear now remember narcissism can be something inward or it can come outward. so if the child has the fear inwardly, it will attract another narcissist
3: mm. you
2: see what I'm saying to intimidate that child. You see, and that's that's the way it's done, because energy never dissipates. It only expands. That's the way it works. So, But the narcissist never holds itself accountable. Mm. It doesn't take responsibility for his words nor his action. It's always you are the blame of the reason why I'm doing this. You are the problem. You know, even though they are the problem, they don't, take accountability. That is the biggest issue with a narcissist. Now, what happens is as the child continues to grow, let's say, from, for example, from age of four years old up to 17, these are some of the things that will happen. You know, they tend to suffer from anxiety. They tend to suffer from depression, low self-esteem. Uh, they tend to also self-blame. It's my fault. It's always me. They they suffer from codependencies. They suffer they're they're people pleasers even though they can't when they can't please people they get extremely angry mm. and they start looking, um you know, usually if it's not self harm, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If it's not self harm, oh you're the problem. I need to destroy you. You see what I'm saying? You know, so it's going to either go inwardly or it's going to come outward. That's what it is. But most of the time with adolescents, it goes inwardly. When they get to the point where they, they have uh, a problems with their emotions, they don't feel what other people feel. So remember you were saying just a few minutes ago, you were like, well, how can they do or hurt someone else and not be aware that, hey, you, you're doing something wrong because they become emotionally numb. Mm. See what I'm saying? So, which means that, again, the frontal lobe is not totally developed to say, hey, what's going on? The logical, rational thing is, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. This is wrong. No, no, they don't, they don't look at it like that. They Because, you know, they are looking at if they're low self-esteem, okay, dealing with anxiety, all of these things, okay, here comes a whole crowd of kids. Oh, I'm going to go along with that.
3: Mm. See what I'm saying?
2: They, they, they literally just go along with it. They don't even question it until after. Because narcissists are very lonely people. People don't realize they're lonely.
3: Wow. But they don't
2: want anyone to know that they're lonely. Then That's why they act in this defensive mechanism way of, of always, you know, deep down inside they got very low self-esteem, and they, they really don't know who they are. But they portray, you know, the mm, strong, you know, in, you know, intimidated, you know, or or over over the top type of prideful person, because that's their defense mechanisms.
3: Mm-hmm. You see what I'm
2: saying? That's a, their defense mechanism. So when it's time for them to the opportunity for them to scream or yell or get their point hurt, oh, they just jump in. And adolescents or teenagers, oh, that that's a fit in type of thing. So what you were talking about? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that me. and I'll say everybody out there were narcissists but some of them just really had low self esteem, didn't know who they were, no self identity or anything, and they just jumped in because it was something that people were involved. You know, people just they felt belonged, they felt accepted and they felt they were doing the right thing, even though it was wrong thing. Mm.
1: So that that's kind of what creates I guess a mob mentality when you go along to feel like like you're along game
2: Game related.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but the need to to be accepted and and to belong is so strong you don't even question the ethics of what you're doing to be accepted by people. Correct. That's that seems to be a very common situation with too many young people and I don't know if it's because they well what, one of the things that we've been looking at is the effects of broken families, uh, dysfunctional families, families where there are hostility and children either feel abandoned or neglected or unwanted, and so they're coming out of households where their their self-esteem is very low. Uh, Often they may even be blaming themselves because their families fell apart, their parents are fighting or, or have split. You know, they feel so out of control of their circumstances and they have such a need to have their their self-esteem rebuilt. And so they will get involved with a group that makes them feel accepted, even though that group may be someone that requires them to accept being demeaned in order to belong. Right, right. I mean, situations where girls will be accepted by a, a, a gang, but they the, the the way to get in, you got to have sex with all the men and all that kind of thing. You know, situations where you will allow yourself or you got to be a, a boy wants to belong to a group in order to get into this gang. you got to accept getting beat up first by everybody. So it's kind of like I will do whatever demeaning thing is necessary to belong to this group. And I'm wondering how, how low must your self-esteem be that you will allow this of yourself? What, how are you conditioned in your family that you don't have a sense of dignity, pride, or respect in yourself that you would rather demean yourself or allow yourself to be demeaned or abused in order to feel like you're part of a group. Right. You know, yes. what's missing in your upbringing, that, this, that you allow yourself to be treated this way just so that you could ultimately feel accepted.
2: Right, and I want to also say um, this right here because, again, you know, narcissism is a very wide uh, area of behavior and changes because the, okay, let's say, for example, here comes the father figure uh, that's speaking to the son. Okay, he doesn't show any warmth, which means he's not emotionally nurturing the child. But when the child does things, like you know, fight, oh yeah, that's right, you know you you should beat up little Bobby, don't let him don't don't let him hit you, you know that's what that's what boys do, mm-hmm. boys are rough, boys are tough, you know what I'm saying, boys don't show love, you know they 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 direct things they 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 take you know, they power over things, you know, so this is if if, if like to bring up the little soldier, as one would say, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, teaching your child. Very young, you know, um, uh, not showing it to express love. You know, you don't have to. You don't have to fight to get your point across. You don't have to, to put your hands on another child or or anyone to prove your point. You see what I'm saying? But if, again, if you got a parent in a home that excessively appraises this, you see what I'm saying? Like when a child gets a a a, a fight at school. Okay, what did that child? Oh, he told me this, and he did that, and he did that. So I hit him. That's that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to hit him. You're supposed to beat him down. You're supposed to choke him. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're supposed to do. And, uh, and but then check this out. If he didn't do that, and he said little Bobby came home and said, no, somebody bullied me and they pushed me down. Well, why didn't you hit him? What's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? You know I. Why? Why are you acting like you're dumb? Why are you acting like, oh, like yeah. you know, like you're, a, 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 you a know, wimp. What like you're weak or what? Yeah. So oh, now I've, the I've, child I've I've is known different.
1: parents to send their child back out there to fight. Say, no, you go back yeah. there and you beat him. Oh yeah. Right.
2: Okay. So story. so now, so so now this this child is totally confused. Yeah. Right. So what it does when it don't when it does go back to school and somebody does approach it just they say something that, that, that makes it angry. It just hauls off and starts hitting people because that's what it thinks it's supposed to do. But not only is it hitting people, he's bringing a knife to school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not only is he bringing a knife to school, one day he decides to take his father's gun and go into school and shoot up the school and trying to kill a bully and everybody else and the teacher. Yes. So, so what are we training our children to
1: and I, this is because this is happening, you know, it is we got to look it's at so how, how so come. <laughs> so the question is, how come we as supposed to be adults are not wise enough to teach conflict resolution? Not you go out there and beat up little Bobby who hit you or called you a name, but why are we as adults not wise enough to gather together parents, teachers, counselors, the children involved, the parents involved? and address the behavior that is inappropriate and help the young people resolve their differences. And I would guess the reason why we're not doing that is because we got problems. If you don't have the wisdom to say, Hello. look, these, these are children that are in conflict, all of us as wise adults should gather together, all the parents involved, the children involved, uh, the, the teachers the school counselors, let's talk about why is this behavior occurring and what is the inner conflict that these children are expressing, where do they come from, and how do we teach them how to have mutual respect for each other. Why are we doing that?
2: We obviously got yeah, some problems. we doing it in the school. The school systems need to have those workshops on a common base, on a regular Talking about just what you're talking about, I would love to do some other. I, I, I travel, nation, and say, We need to create that.
1: I mean, we need to create uh, that because you know, apparently that that thought hadn't occurred to supposed to be wise adults. That's coming up with everything. Well, maybe we should have the teachers have guns so that you know, when a child comes to school with a gun, they can shoot them. I mean, it's stupid stuff. They want
2: to destroy. Yeah. See, if you if you psycho educate people, psycho psychology dealing with these things, but personality traits, then a teacher doesn't always have to have a gun because they can notice the traits of a child right. inside a school and, step and in. then, uh, you know, let someone else know what is going on. You see what I'm saying? Yes. yes. This, and yes. Wait a minute, I see, little, I see little Bobby. I've been watching him. He's been doing this and he's been doing that, watching him on the playground, watching him in the classroom. Watch them in the cafeteria. Okay, something's wrong with this child. Let's contact the parents. Let's let's put the parents in front of the, the principal, the school counselor, or whoever it is. Okay, we have a little problem with Bobby. Something's happening, little Bobby. He's exploiting a lot of anger. He's getting. He's he's bullying. He's doing all of these things. All right. So what we got to do something. We can't just. Keep this going because guess what's happening? It's influencing other children. Other children are also doing it. Because children mark what they see, which means they do what they see. Other so, children do. So right
1: now, the way we have responded to little Bobby with the problem is to punish. Okay, they're suspended from school. Maybe they have a parent. Conference, a parent-teacher conference, and the parents come and they're all defensive because they don't want it said that they're they're the fault. So they're blaming the teacher, the teacher's blaming the parents, and the child gets punished and never helped. So this is the model that we've been using for how many decades, and it's not working, people. It's not working. So maybe our intention needs to change. Instead of punishing someone whose behavior is unacceptable. Why don't we look at trying to discover what happened to create the behavior? What is the child expressing in terms of maybe fear of something or responding to conditioning that is happening at home or whatever the case may be so that we can help that child have healthy (laughs) self-esteem? Yes. (laughs) And then instead of that child being punished for obviously being in distress and pain and acting out, that child can be helped and healed and restored to a position of emotional balance and self-mastery. Why don't we have that as our intention as adults so the way we respond is differently? And uh,
2: Absolutely. Yes. absolutely. Well, one of our uh, Facebook uh, watchers um Uh, Joyce Seeger wrote, I am guilty of that. My grandmother taught me that way, and I trained my children the same way until I learned better. Love you guys. And she also wrote this as well. "Uh, I have sent sent my son out to fight again. I thought I could rid him of fear to defend himself. Wow. Yes, Saeba, that was our model. It has to be discussed and changed. Yes. Well, let me tell you something, Joy. Let me tell you, a lot of times, again, these things are cycling that people just pass down. You know why? Because we didn't know any better. We didn't know okay? any better. We didn't know any better, so don't blame yourself or whatever. But now, like I said, what we're trying to do is actually, and we can save one life. We've done our job because a lot of these children go from zero to a thousand, not to a hundred, because of this fear intensely causing them to go into a rage. Mm-hmm. That rage then turns into torment and emotionalness for a human life. This is the problem, okay? Yeah. So as we as we are doing this, this not, it's not just ordinary little fighting on the playground anymore. No, right. it's bringing knives. It's bringing guns. It's even, you know, going to the level of, of the family, the child is turning their, you know, taking their, their, their family's lives. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we, we can see it all on social media. We can see it on television. We can read it. We can, you know, everything. So something's happening. Something's happening in our children's minds today, but also in our society. And that something is called fear, false evidence of fear and real. Fear comes in so many different types of ways. You know, it comes in like a a slithering snake in our lives, and we don't even realize it. We don't even we don't know it until something happens. That you know, you ask the person that kills two, three, four, five. What I I have many human beings. So what would drive them to kill? What would drive them to take another human being's life? And I'm going to go into that when we come back.
1: We'll be right back after this quick break. So we want you all to stick and
2: stay. Don't
1: stray away. We'll be right back after these messages. And if you've got a question or comment, give us a call, 515-605-9325. And go to our Facebook and YouTube channel. Now, is it Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green or just Soulful Solutions? Just Soulful Solutions. Okay. Go to Soulful Solutions on YouTube. And subscribe so that you can get automatic notices whenever Dr. Debbie Green, Green. yeah, under under Debbie 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 Green, Green. yes, Mm -hmm. and that's D E B B I E G R E E N, and you will get automatic notices whenever Dr. Debbie Green goes live. You'll automatically get a notice in your email. And you can tune in to her other presentations on YouTube, and you will get an opportunity to be inspired, and we'll be right back after these messages, so stay with us. I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. We are a part of the online network of associated Internet radio hosts, On Air. On Air empowers you with transformative news and interactive radio TV shows. This is such a wonderful time to be alive and to see our human family coming together as one community as a result of that powerful tool, the internet. We can now talk directly to each other all over the world. There's no need for conflict or misunderstanding. There's no need for violence to solve our differences. We can talk to each other face-to-face until we reach an agreement. On Air offers a fantastic global guide to communicators from all over the world who are using their internet platforms to inspire us to strive to be our best selves in order to become the kind, compassionate, loving people we were all born to be. Once we do that, we'll see planet Earth transformed into a place of peace.
6: Subscribe to the recommended YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and podcasts created by these Voices of Enlightenment.
1: On Air provides daily news briefs and a weekly magazine, to keep you abreast of events and opportunities. On-Air news affiliates in television, radio, and print share information, insight, and interviews with notable personalities. Go to onaireverywhere.com for a daily dose of uplifting news. We're on air everywhere, online all the time.
2: Joy.
6: And I'm Reverend Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time, here on the Female Solutions Global Radio TV Show for
2: Neighborship of Joy. We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel.
5: So see you on the second Saturday on The Neighborship of Joy. Hey, it's time to take charge of your health i'm viata your holistic life coach and every friday morning at 8 a.m eastern daylight time i'm here on the female solution to empower you to make choices that will assist your evolution to abundant health i'm also blogging every sunday evening at 8 p.m eastern daylight time at soul Purpose healing where i bring you a spiritual chiropractic adjustment To bring you back into alignment with our Creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. and Sunday evening at 8 p.m. for a time of unity, enlightenment, and love vibration. Shalom.
2: of go into those dysfunctions of how a person becomes totally emotionalist and not value another life. But before I do that, I just wanted to uh, talk about one of our Facebook viewers are, okay, our Tuesday host, Jody Susanka. Woo! (laughs) I can't resist that. (laughs) Kyle stated, nutrient deficiencies will change the brain. And cause anxiousness, anger, volatile behavior. Then you couple that with toxins, and you have a recipe for mm. this disaster. Absolutely, I totally agree. Well, Here like, comes those red dots. Yes, and that's mm.
1: that's going to really shed a lot of light because I can remember seeing the effects of. Children who had flaming hots for breakfast, and then they had red dye juice you know punch and everything, sugar all that, and just the 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 behavior you know you're talking kindergartners just bouncing off the walls, and then of course, you get labeled bad because you're out of control because your brain chemistry is off because you got all kinds of toxins in your system, your brain, the chemicals, and yes she's she's right.
2: And Joy Seeger wrote again, exactly right, our nation is grieving in pain and don't know how to heal or be secured or protected.
1: Yes.
2: Yes, that's the problem. Everybody's in fear and pain. Yes, and you can't can't talk to each other. They don't
1: know. They don't know. I mean, it would make more sense if we were able to speak to the people who are acting out as opposed to just locking them away because there are some answers that they have, they're responding to something. What are they responding to that we have created in our environment that if we would get rid of it, they would not behave that way? So it would seem the intelligent thing, rather than us be living in fear and terror and locking ourselves away in our homes and, and packing guns and shooting people because they come up through our doorstep and all that kind of insanity, it would make sense if we just had a conversation, just talk to people, listen to people, understand people, and then remove those things that we have created in our lifestyle that hurt people. It would be so much exactly. easier. Exactly.
2: That's too rational, my dear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hate to say it, but it's true. We don't live in a rational society. Yes.
1: we got to bring some rationality. We were talking about this yesterday. And Mama D brought up, you know, some things happening even in the classrooms. If you have a narcissistic teacher that it, rather than wanting to teach you, wants to prove that they're right or, or they're smart and you're stupid and you know, it humiliates you. And this is this is your school experience. You're going to you're going to hate school, you're going to grow up angry, defiant, destructive. And this is the environment in so many of our schools, and you wonder how is it that a teacher would get satisfaction out of putting down a child who doesn't know an answer to a question as opposed to just saying, well, let me see if I can help you all understand. Let me re-explain it. You know, what is that? And, and, and I see that so often, and this is the environment that so many of our children are, are spending so many hours out of their day Humiliation and put down by the person in authority. So, of course, they learn to hate people in authority. They learn to hate school, education, and everything it represents because it always represents some kind of emotional pain. And rather than us look at it, talk about it, and understand it so we can fix it, everybody's pointing fingers at blame and ultimately blaming the child who is really just responding to what they experienced from the adults. Well,
2: that's just it again narcissistic behaviors are created in childhood and they act out through adult lives. Okay, so it's a good chance that that person doesn't even understand or even comprehend, have no self-awareness that they are permeating their narcissistic behavior on an innocent child. Until, of course, it would be really great if the school system's can have psychoeducation Workshops for their staff, for the families of children, including kids. I mean, from the earliest ages of grade school, from second grade all the way to high school and beyond, college. Can you imagine having a narcissistic professor? Okay, it's the same thing. Yes. You're never good enough. Everything is always wrong. You feel attacked. Oh, yeah. No matter what you do, you can't pass the test. And and, and you ask the, the nurse assistant professor to like, can you give me this test again? Or what? Well, well, I don't understand why you can't do it. Everybody else can. What's wrong with you? I
1: have seen, I have even known people <laughs> like that, that will brag about how many students they fail each year. And I'm thinking, Why are you pleased to be able to fail people? Why are you pleased to have the reputation of being a hard teacher and, oh, that class is so hard and nobody passed that class? Why would you want to do that to another human being, make them feel like a failure, as opposed to sharing knowledge which would help them become a better human being because they have information that could help them in their lives? You want the satisfaction of being able to make them feel like a failure, What's inside of you that would make you enjoy that? That's my question. And, hey, if you all are, if anybody out have as a teacher, and if that's you, you need to look at yourself in the mirror. Why, why are you enjoying that?
2: That's a real question. Because they have a low self-esteem, so they exalt power, Naima. Mm. People in adult minds who have low self-esteem uh, feel low self-worth put on the fence to exalt power. And it's not everybody. Now Mm -hmm. remember, it can come outward or it can stay inward. Okay, Mm -hmm. please let me give the differentiations now. Inward is when we have the low self-esteem. Inward, it can cause anxiety. It can cause depression. It can be codependency. Those areas. But when it's coming out, it is control. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's exalt a power. It's a bullying fashion. You know, they, it's intimidation, it's emotional manipulation, and deception. Those are the outward types of behaviors with narcissism. Oh, I'm competing with you but I'm gonna win. Mm. You're not going to win. And adults do this to each other.
7: All the time. See you know what I'm
2: saying? Right? Okay, so this is this is what happens as, as people grow up and they don't even realize it. you're living out your childhood trauma.
1: Mm. You're living out your childhood trauma. Mm. So now the thing that uh, that Mama Joy Segura brought up about, you mean you send your child back out to beat up the little child who just beat them up, Yeah. and how many of us were raised that way, and it didn't occur to us to say, well, here we have two children that are in conflict. Let me go and meet the parent so that we can get with the children and help teach them how to live together in peace? It doesn't occur to sure. us to do that because we're thinking, well, I'm a joy. her child, not gonna beat up my child. So instead of us having a collective mindset that we want our children to learn how to live in peace and cooperation and mutual respect, we're thinking, I'm gonna make sure my child beats up her child, and you know. The other parent may be feeling the same way. So rather than us set an example of how to get along, we're demonstrating how you have power over someone, how you have to be the one that's the intimidator. You have to be the victor in the fight. But yeah, in these times, the I mean, because in these times, it's not fist fights anymore, not even knife fights. People got, got automatic weapons. So we can't have that kind of mentality I'm going to make sure my child beats up your child because somebody's child ends up dead.
2: Right. So at this right. point,
1: we need to change our own well, thinking. We,
2: absolutely. We don't have a truth mentality. It's a lot of us that don't have a, 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 what they call, a, you know, a mutual understanding, looking for mutual understanding more so than look for, um, you know, a a power struggle. You see what I'm saying? how struggles are when people tend to put the intimidation on another person. Yeah. Because of what they feel. They don't feel strong inside so they intimidate another individual.
1: That's what happens. We've well, we got a that, caller on the, the line and wants is. to that's speak. All. Oh, we've got several. Oh, we got a whole bunch of hands up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so let me, okay. uh, you want to go to the phone lines? Uh, okay, so I'm going to take you all in this order, yeah, 773-885, 773-330, and 773-737. I'm going to take you in that order. And if you're on our switchboard now and want to speak, you can put your hand up as well, press 1, and we'll come right to you and get your thoughts. And let me go first to area code 773-885. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your question or comment for Dr. Debbie Green.
6: Well, this is Mama Joy. Good morning. Ladies. You <laughs> all are just having it. too much fun. Just a title Too much fun this morning.
5: <laughs> I Absolutely. had my head up.
6: Okay, teachers, y'all ignoring me. I'm in the classroom and y'all don't see me. <laughs>
1: well, you know, I I, I I guess I didn't look down at the switchboard for a while. Like, okay, well, let me let me uh pay attention. <laughs> you know, I
6: tell you because this is a hot topic, and I'm really so pleased, and I think this should be something ongoing because this is a national issue. Our our truly, our nation is grieving, and our young people are 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 in this 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 bowl like a fishbowl and container and they've got all this power and energy and no guidance is there for them they're losing hope and so what we're looking at uh is is really uh, i've been talking with i went to that grief session and learned that we're looking at children who are grieving pe- children who are hurt and and all should be on board learning whatever we can to address it but the three four things i wanted to mention is that we have to take ownership of our responsibility of the crisis that we're in the midst of. We really have to take ownership. And you all yeah. called me to, to face that up this morning. Because I never, I said it lightly, but when, you, when I heard it, I said, ooh, we, I'm, I'm part of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, and we have to share our story, share our era, and be willing to heal, not the children, but heal ourselves uh, from the damage that we've been done. Now, And real talk, real talk is we say a lot about the teachers, but we have to, to understand the reality that they came from the same set pool as all of us, and they yes. are indoctrinated with this, and they need to be retrained. I had called a principal to the union. I, to, I, I turned a principal in, and I grieved her, and, of course, she made hell for me after that. But I sent her to the board. Thank God for their pay. And they sent her to anger management. Do you hear me? Uh, I don't know what she did with that, but I know I reported her because of the way she was treating staff, treating me. And it was horrible. It was really horrible. And when uh, I sent in the grievance, the board called her in. I don't know what the session did, but ultimately they had her to go several months to anger management. And, uh, and And lastly, I want to say this, is that that same child that I uh, beat and would have him going out there, my nephew said to me, uh, we had a conversation because he missed my son, and he told me, he said, you know, he, Mishari really liked to fight. He really, I said, what do you mean he liked to fight? I said, he wasn't that way. He said, you, you, know, you don't know him. I didn't know my son was fighting all over the place. I didn't know that. Wow. But this conversation to this morning brought me into that place in time where I actually sent him out the door. I said, "No, you're not going to have him to beat you. You go out there and you get him back." And I can remember. But my son is gone, and and I believe that. Again, I'm a contributor to him, uh, loving to 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 do that. I I, I never discussed it with him because I didn't. I, I never saw it. He always obviously he did it away from me and so he was, he was killed uh when he, at the age of 34 all oh, of my no. other children and i yeah yeah i i him today and you all with this conversation is bringing me face to face with my contributions to that and and um yes,
5: <laughs> and um
6: so um I didn't birth him to bury him, but I did. And this morning, you all brought me brought that to my attention. And I never knew that until my nephew told me how much he loved to fight, and and he was defending different people in the family. And but they all kept that away from me. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, he he was killed at the age of thirty four, and um, and that's a pain. You know, I I'm I'm not, I'm not blaming myself, Doctor Green. But I'm taking responsibility and ownership that I of what I was in, and and I know that I loved him and I know I never would have thought that would have occurred. I just, I mean, I'm a, I'm gonna leave it up to others to call. But it's a pain that I I will have to soothe, and I think by talking about it, it it's gonna help me because it could because our kids are dying and we and the whole nation all over the nation.
1: So thank you all. I turn it news for others. God bless <laughs> God bless you Thank Mama you. Joy Thank you so much for calling in You know this is this is the second time This week that I've talked to somebody Whose, whose child was killed uh, We had yes. uh, Dr. Ron Ford On yesterday and he had a Story saying you know his son was Shot in the drive by But she's right We're grieving the nation is grieving Because it's become so violent And we have not Created a culture where peaceful behavior is valued. You look at, at how men are taught to define manhood, and most of them, like you were talking about earlier, uh, they're taught that men don't show emotions, men don't show tenderness, men don't show weakness by crying or 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 acting like they care. You know, you have to have this stoic thing. Fathers don't hug their sons or tell them they love them or anything like that. Yeah, that's that's as being wimpy and weak. You know, you have to be strong. So this is what our culture has done in making us feel like this is how we're supposed to raise our children to be strong, so-called. And now we're learning that this was incorrect, but a lot of parents feel the pain of seeing – the result of a misshapen culture that glorified being more violent than the next person to show that you're stronger than them. So now that we know better, we must do better. We, our past was to teach us so that we can become better people. And in yeah. order to do that, we have to do like Mama Joy said, you know, take responsibility for the decisions we made when we didn't know better and we thought we right. were doing the right thing, but now we know. So yes. let me take the next caller seven seven three 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 oh. Thank you for joining us. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment for Doctor Debbie
7: Green. Go right ahead. Yes, uh, I'm a uh, brother. They call me Brother Brother Charles. Um,
1: brother Charles.
7: I've yes. been studying this narcissism for uh, some time, and uh, you know, as you know, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad really had the program. That would combat this whole situation because this is a spiritual situation. This is spiritual warfare. That's what's going on. That's why they're killing one another. They didn't have a as young people. They didn't have a structure. They didn't have a structure to to uh, 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 commit themselves to or with. So they they created their own structure with the gangs because we've been through so much uh, so much over the centuries. That this has been, this has been what we have been created to become, and we have become this monster that we have been created into by the monsters that created us into this. So, uh, <clears throat> a lot of the stuff, and it comes from abuse and neglect. This is where this stuff originates from: abuse and neglect. Children are being abused, they're being neglected, they're being taught wrong. I, you hear mothers cussing their uh, babies out and the babies don't even understand the language.
1: I know. I heard they I was
7: just, in the, heard in the, in the guys I see, I see guys on the buses and yelling and screaming, cussing each other out. Bus is full of people. Now these children hear that. These children hear the same type of thing. And and they, and they listen to it, and they said, "Well, I guess that's where I'm supposed to act." And this was this was recorded in their mind, and they uh, 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 will uh, and they will do the same thing later on. See, so, you know, a lot of this stuff that, that we uh, in that we don't know about is is done. You know, we don't know about it by design. You know, and a lot of it was caused by the design that we were put under and through the the suffering and misery that we've been put under and through for the centuries that we've been put under it, it has caused this and see <clears throat> we need to form uh, structures that enable our young people to learn better because if you don't know better you can't do better so this is what we need to do we need to have a, 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 instead of just playing basketball, having like a recreational and a health care, you know, where you yeah. get a, 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 a develop a understanding of what goes on in the minds of themselves and each other, an attitude. And they need personality uh, development. They need to learn who different personalities are, and where they fit in or don't fit in, or what they can do to change or Create a better situation, not only for themselves but for the environment too. This is what they have to learn, and and I mean it's you all know, for us to come up out of this sick situation that we are up under, because it's very, you know, <laughs> like that. it's sick. you know, and, yeah. and and we got to, and uh, we need to do we need to do more about that. The way we do, we got to go inside. All these problems come from the head; they come from the mind. It come from the mind, the way they think, and the way they, the way you think relates to the way you uh, 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 you develop an attitude, and then you have a behavior behind it. You see what the behavior is. All you got to go back and see. Well, what causes this behavior? And it's yeah. an attitude. And what causes this attitude? It's the way that they're thinking. And why are they thinking like that? Because the stuff that went into the mind has 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 formed their mind to think like that. You You're know? right. And right. this is what we got to this is what's got to be done. Uh I've been yep. studying this for a while.
1: Thank you so much, Brother Charles. You have uh you,
7: we get to okay. go to break
1: now we wanna thank okay. you so much for those words of insight. Uh that is exactly what we have to do is look at where is the original, where is that originating from and how do we fix it. Thanks so much for calling in, Brother Charles. We appreciate you. We've got to take a break now, and we'll be back. And 773-737-312-671, anybody else that's on our switchboard that has a comment, press 1 now so we can make sure we give you enough time to speak. And we'll be right back after these messages with more from Dr. Debbie Green soulful solutions. We'll be right back after this quick break, so stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us.
6: Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel. Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey.
8: Hi,
9: this is John Alexander.
1: And I'm Naima Lateef. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world.
0: Big difference.
1: Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash The Media Connection TV.
0: You we'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week host john alexander and naima latif as we bring you the educators entertainers elected officials religious leaders and community activists whose works are transforming this world find out how you can make a difference too be inspired watch the media connection
1: mondays at 5 p.m and tuesdays at 12 noon on cable tv channel 19
0: in chicago and other cities check your local cable listings.
2: My name is Dr. Debbie Green with my wonderful co-host, Naima Latif, our executive producer. And again, we're at the top of the hour, and our topic of today is narcissistic behavior and child-rearing, pride, and control. I just want to also make one quick point before we finish uh, going to the caller base. One thing about narcissism, again, it is a very uh, lonely place. For a narcissist, and you know they dread being ordinary. Mm-hmm. They don't like being ordinary. They 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 are attention seekers, demanders, and commanders. They they love control. They want they want they eat it. They breathe control over whatever, whenever, however they can get it, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in the school. Rather, it's at home, in the grocery store, it doesn't mm. matter. It's because this is what they, this is how, this is their makeup. And again, please understand, a narcissist was a child, too, okay? Mm. So, you know, it's, uh, a, a narcissist was an innocent child, innocent That's baby a that was neglected emotionally, that was either abused, you know, mentally, emotionally, sexually abused, uh, put down, belittled, torn down from the cyber of their being, and if they did not get the help, they did not get the nurturing uh, that they did in those early childhood years, then they turn into something detrimental. Because, really, when one is destroying another human being, it is destroying itself. Yeah. So what am I saying to you? They destroy themselves through other people. Ooh. That's what they do. They eventually, as they live, as they get older, it gets worse. The worst it gets, I mean if it starts at age seven, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse until they get help and get treatment for it, and I want to make sure I'm talking about the treatment, so we're going to take those those calls, but the end result, if they don't get help, they end up being recluse, they end up being to themselves shutting the world off and staying to themselves. Wow, people wow. not only let me make this point if they ever uh again. A narcissist, again, any uh, Alzheimer's dementia, Alzheimer's disease, become very volatile, very hostile um, to others, you know, and they have to be secluded even in locked units. Wow. So um, this is, you know, it is a personality disorder that changes the chemistry of the brain. Wow. It changes the emotional centers of the heart and even the soul. Because it is a spiritual thing, as Mr. Charles says. It's a spiritual, mental, emotional battle in this individual. Wow. That's what it is. All in one. All right. All in one. And they don't know what to do with it. Mm. All they know is either it stays in the self-destruct, but either way they're destroying themselves or they destroy another human being.
1: You can take that call. All righty. So, again, taking in the order 773737. Uh Three one two three six six three one two six seven one three three six three five zero. So oh hold goodness. on, we getting to you. <laughs> and if anybody else on our switchboard has something to say, oh, and we got seven seven three four five zero. All right, so now y'all know it's a bunch to be of folks.
2: All the time you're yes. so
1: everyone can speak. Please, thank you. Yes, yes. Please be courteous to those who are coming after you, because we only get about twenty, about well, about eighteen minutes before we got to go. So, alrighty, let me go to seven seven three seven three seven. Give us your name,
4: where you're calling from, and your comments for Dr. Debbie Green.
1: Go right
4: ahead. Well, hallelujah, greetings, uh, Grand
1: Rising. Yes, Hello, hallelujah, greetings, Grand Rising. I'm a yeah.
4: Yes. Yes. You, you know, two days ago, a mother and father was arrested for encouraging their two daughters to beat up on another girl. Uh, on May 17, 1954, the Supreme Court ruled that segregation laws were unconstitutional because they only existed to keep the status of the negro down and it caused heart and mind damage to children so serious that it was doubtful that they would ever overcome it now these six-year-old children are now in their 70s and a follow-up study was demanded they didn't get a follow-up study and they did not get any treatment to repair the damage that the Supreme Court talked about. So this is a generational situation, and two weeks ago it was acted out in the uh, unruly behavior of our uh, young people that I'm sure went all over the world jumping on top of uh, uh, CTA buses and Mm -hmm. stopping cars and beating up people, I know you all heard. Oh, yeah. Because they're still talking about it. And um, what I wanted to point out was uh, some of the young people was on the radio, and they were talking about it. So I thought it was very interesting that their uh, uh, comment was, well, uh, parents think they know everything. You know, they might not know the latest dance step, but the parents know enough to put food on on the table, put change in your pocket, and uh, give you some warm clothes so you don't freeze to death, and to pay the light bill so that you can hook up your computer to it. They know enough, but the fact that they would make that particular comment gave me calls. They think they know everything. I think the problem is that you are thinking for parents. The parents think that they know. How do you know what your parents are thinking when you're not in their heads in the first place? But I think the problem is you think that you know as much as your parents and it's rooted in Disrespectful behavior is rooted to when one little sister or brother slaps and bullies up another one and, and parents act like they don't see it.
1: Yes. That that's that's it. bullying is right there. Absolutely. You well, thank you so much, Mama D. I think that's it. Bullying starts in the home, and then when parents don't step in and correct the behavior, then it spreads. And sometimes the children are imitating what they see parents do to each other. Uh, area code three one two three six six. give us your name, where you're calling from, and your comments or questions for Dr. Debbie Green. Go right ahead.
8: Hello, can you guys hear me? I'm from Chicago. This is Sister Duchess. Can you guys hear me?
1: Yes, we can, loud and clear. Go right ahead.
8: Okay. Yes, okay, ma'am. I just want to say this. Yeah, my, Hey, uh, Dr. Debbie Green and my other sisters, and I'm, I'm Dr. Gary Green. I love Hello. you so much, and thank you for being who you are. And I haven't forgot about you, but Chicago's in a big mess, a big, big, big mess, and you already know, and I'm trying to help cover this mess fix this mess. But I want to say this about the children. Um, Dr. Debbie Green, I want to ask you a question. I got a comment, but I want you to look at what I'm thinking of, But what God the Holy Spirit is showing me, that we are doing the same thing that the Israelites did. Remember, the 40 years to 40 days, 40 days took 40 years. We took 400 years from 1619 to 2019 when 2019 came. They They said, oh, we got the COVID now. That's the cover-up of the currency of our country. But what I said, what they are doing, Dr. Debbie Green, remember the firstborn? Remember the firstborn in the Bible, Uh, uh, Moses? Uh, and they were uh, destroying our children I think that what they are doing that they are giving our children the weapons of destruction but it's spiritual warfare that's a weapon and we must I, the Israelites we are the chosen people we are the bloodline line of Abraham Isaac and Jacob we come from the tribe of the uh, Lion of Judah but why do black people keep talking about we lost it was only uh, it was 12 tribes oh we was not in the lost tribe there was 10 lost and the other two was ours and another one was line J- Lion of Judah so why you keep saying black people we lost. We was never part of the lost tribe. We lost because we went the other way. Doctor Debbie, listen to what I say. Do you believe that our children are doing this, acting out? Because remember, when God killed all the Israelites the grown ups remember, and He said, "I'm." letting you go Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Y'all got to go because y'all didn't do what you supposed to do. And then He said, "Come on, come on, Aaron. Uh, come on, uh, Joshua and Caleb." And I think God is getting rid of the older people and raising up the Joshuas and Caleb, although they acting out in a mean way but they're not stealing anymore they then you know that here we come we rising up because God said it is their time to shine for the Josh's and in the kingdom
1: hmm well all right my sister we thank you for mm-hmm. that thought and uh, Dr. Yes. Debbie Green uh, yes uh, this, this ancient uh, yes. things happening that we're seeing manifested today uh, definitely we
2: absolutely we're dealing with Yes, we are deal with generational curse uh curses and the thing about it is, you know, in the word of God said we will revisit the fathers, right? Mm-hmm. So which means that the fathers are, which is the male, the male uh that we can go all the way back, let me say this quickly in 60 seconds, so we can go all the way back to the to the uh, you know, to the garden of Eden, okay? Cuz the thing about this is the law was given the law was given by, to Adam and Adam then than, than what Eve asked him to do. But if he understood what, if, if he really understood and took that law seriously and not allowed his feelings to get in the way, okay, what we usually do as human beings, then we could have acted out, we could have prevented, we could have prevented all of the things that has happened since the Cain and Abel conspiracy. Okay, Can it, it was the one, my brother, I killed my brother, I slaved my brother. Not only that, I am not my brother's keeper. Okay, so our children today is in that same conspiracy, they're, they're against each other, but most of all, because their fathers and their mothers were against each other, and we go all the way back to slavery, we were torn to pieces, we were torn aside, we were kept captive in bondage, and we go even before that, you know, in the biblical days, because we're still wondering what to do, mm. because love conquers a multitude of sins, but it also conquers the hate and rage and murder Excellent. in society. And until we realize what what we are doing and understand our responsibility, each one of us, not just the ones that see the problem and talk about the problem, but they guess what? Lead by example. Mm. Right? Absolutely. Open up your minds and you get on out there. That's you can save you one life. You've done your job, baby. And I tell that to everybody.
1: Lead by example. Myself. There we go. We got the solution always Love Love overpowers any spiritual
2: warfare. Love Psycho always the solution. is the is the solution, it's the mm. main, in educating people the wins. Love
1: You're,
9: you're on Yes you're right well, and, As-salamu and good morning Dr. Debbie Green And uh, the female solution uh, We love you This is Brother Minister Robert Floyd Plump uh, You know it takes a whole village To raise one child And nobody can raise a kid This is a part of the solution That I think Black love matters too You know, uh, there was a time we all was in love with with God, and the words say the same, uh, to honor God, honor your father, honor your mother, and honor the elders. And I believe, uh, you know, there was a statement made earlier, we hold ourselves accountable for the conditions of our community. Support our efforts as we exercise change. And that's the one thing. That is necessary. For more information, brothers and sisters, and especially you, brother Charles. Hope you're still listening. And uh, Dr. Debbie Green, uh, go to www. and give me a call. Right. Everyone, well, we thank you. Appreciate
1: you, so much. you for having your your solution ready. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. And let's go to three three six three five zero and. Take
5: it away. Greetings, uh, Dr. Lateef. Dr. Green, can you hear me?
1: Yes, ma'am, loud and clear.
5: All right. This is Mama Bonfire AZ Paris, and thank you, Dr. Debbie Green, for your wisdom. I'm calling you from uh, Sierra Vista, Arizona, living on stolen land in Cochise County. Your show, I tuned in late. I apologize. I had a horrific yesterday. But anyway, I'm on this side of the dirt, family. And thank you. I want to give out a shout-out to the sister that I met from Chicago uh, yesterday. She's the manager in a health care facility. And uh, I tell you that Chicago has some kind of powerful, powerful energy I believe that the energy is so powerful and doors and gates have been opened there everywhere, but Chicago is special. And I've always known this family, and I'm just giving thanks, Dr. Latif, to you for uh, moving forward, having the insight to create this platform. And that's my words of wisdom. For today, I just give thanks to the Most High for all of you and Brother Charles and your wisdom that you shared this day. And Brother Plump, thank us. Peace. Well, thank uh-huh. us.
1: The universal spirit. Thank us. Thank you, Mama AZ. We appreciate thank you. you for thank sharing you. your wisdom. And, yes, we are the morning think tank, so all of those who are drawn to us, you are also part of the solution. Thank you all. Area
10: code 773 You're up next. Go right ahead. Hallelujah.
1: Grand rising. Hey.
10: Grand rising. And, and good morning to all. Um, This is over diet. You know, I was going to say this. This is what I amazes mean me. If you go back in history, I think we make this mistake of not looking at who we, where we come from. We were the inventors and all of that. The biggest problem we made as a people is following behind other people that have enslaved us. If we just step away from that and work on our own thing, we would really be successful. It's just like you doing this program. You say, hey, it's a problem. I want to do a solution to it. Create a solution. So at one point, we just had like a party line back in the day. But over time, it grew and grew because people need a solution. Start it where you are. Build what you need to build to create a solution for the world. Don't be looking around you waiting on nobody else to do something. Do it yourself. I agree. I think you, stop, you hit the
6: yeah, nail on the
1: head
10: Yes, stop building wealth based on our, our, our selfish society and start being a unit. That's why you hear me say that over and over. If we take 100 people with $100, we got power. In, as Absolutely. a group, let's do a group move. I mean, we can have so much more as a group. Nobody has to suffer. We need to, to put our talents and gifts together and make something happen. We don't have to wait on Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or any Brandon Johnson or anybody else. Do it where you are and watch the change come, because we had the power within ourselves to do it. That's why you were put here, not to sit Amen. on the sidelines and change things. So first, go inside yourself as deep as you can till you touch that key. Once you get that, you'll have all the answers, not only for yourself, but for others. And that's when we're one. Other than that, this individual thing ain't going too far at all. If it's not we, us, and our, oh, well. But if it's that, I'm all, all aboard. Thank you.
1: Amen. All right. Well, we, you have definitely spoken truth. We can do this right where we are. We don't need a government decree or uh, approval. Just be the light. Demonstrate how you treat people. Demonstrate how you respond in situations. Set the example. Everybody can do that right now, and it will spread. Area code 773977. You're up next. Go right ahead.
11: Well, good morning to all. This is Lois in Chicago. Glory be to God. What a wonderful show as always. You know, I was just thinking that, you know, the problems have been going on for decades, and now we're so uh, educated or sophisticated where they're going to uh, uh, make it, they're making it mandatory that you go to a counseling for anger management or what have you, whatever there is, domestic violence involved. However, there are no results from the people going. As a matter of fact, from what I understand, the counseling has made quite a few family situations worse, you know. And so I don't know where the solution really is because if you're assigned to go to counseling, the judge says everybody must go and everybody refuses to go, and here the family is still faced with a situation where one day someone might have to be going to the morgue instead of to jail. So there's no
3: support. There's no
11: support for parents, I think, who are suffering, trying to seek help with their children when it comes to the, the law enforcement. Like, I think that, is, that there's a there's a flaw somewhere that needs to be corrected because if is not helping, situations are going on, lives are being threatened, people are going to bed afraid of their children, and children afraid of their parents. I mean, what is? It? But anyway, that's my, that's my opinion for today, and thank you all very much for this time. God bless. This is Lois in Chicago.
1: Thank you, Lois, in Chicago.
2: Thank you, Lois. One thank thing you so that we much. can do, one everything. thing to
1: change is to change our intention. Make our intention be that we desire the well-being of all others. If we just did that, just changed our intention for everything we did, then our solution would be based on that, not based on vengeance or retaliation or one-upmanship. I'm going to show I'm better than you. Remove all of that. Change what's in our hearts and make it be that we desire for the well-being of others. Well, in our last Absolutely. moments, we, know, we want to make sure we give Dr. Depp. Well, we got one more. I don't know if they've spoken already. 773330, uh, you got 30 seconds. Uh, go right ahead. Hello. Yes. Did you did you meant to press one? I think you. Good I think. Job. You, I think. Okay. Oh, okay. That might, might might have pressed it again by accident. Okay. Well, we've got the last moments, Dr. Debbie Green. Your your words of wisdom as we go. Go right ahead. Absolutely. Um, I, I think it's
2: it's extremely important for us to understand the concept of pain. Okay, pain is executed in many, many different ways. It's through our body and our central nervous systems, you know, it's through our emotions, through our heart cavity, you know, through our heart with emotional intelligence. It's through our minds, you know, understanding uh, or not understanding, uh, overstanding mental pain. So there's so many factors that lead up to a distinctive dysfunctional, defective human being, because it's all pain. Pain turned into other toxic behavior. Pain turned into other toxic actions and habits, responses, and reactions. So we can't minimize the pain that people are suffering. Sometimes the pain gets so great, to they want someone else to suffer with them, not even knowing that they're in this state of their life until they actually done something. And I think, for example, if a person that hurts and is in so much enormous torture, pain, takes lives or and then turns around and instantly takes its own life, that should tell you how much pain it's under. Mm, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So how can we fix? How can we soothe? How can we heal the amount of pain that our, our human nature and, you know, being a human being has suffered for years and years and years and years. We are eons beyond with nothing but pain from the very beginning. Pain is one of those things that is supposed to transform. It's supposed to change us into a better person. It's supposed to our horizon but then when we don't understand the pain you guys it starts to cause a toxicity in ourselves right and then that thing starts to turn into other toxic things yeah. but you know I employ and I scream out I scream out today check yourself for any internal pain and deal with that pain resolve it don't just act like it's not there, because it will turn into other things. Yeah. And this is just one thing that pain has turned into, being a narcissist. Yeah. Okay? Hurry Thank you up. so much for joining us. YouTube, I appreciate you. Please subscribe to our channel, Facebook, watchers, and viewers. Thank you so much, Blog Talk listeners. Continue to do your greatest work. Just be the greatest you.
0: Thank you so much, Linda. We've come Uh, to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com That's www.naimahlatif.com Watch our TV shows. Listen to our radio shows. Order our books. And be sure to get your copy
1: of the book the female solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion.
0: And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Alingato, Korea, Kamsamida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John France, merci. Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medassi, Nigeria, Esche, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, jared. Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.